I think the Daily YE1 will be the primetime rival to the Daily Boris. Yeah. <laughs> Good evening, this is YE1 Spurs and welcome to the start of our new journey as a daily Spurs podcast during this period of no football, which will set myself, Ian Wallace and the regular YE1 members the challenge of reversing indefinitely through the annals of Tottenham time with a series of mini podcasts. You'll quickly get the gist of this daily series when we begin our journey by looking at the current 2019-20 season. Then pick up the conversation tomorrow in the same format with a glance at 2018-19 season. But the journey is indefinite at the minute and one we won't be finished until coronavirus is beaten and Spurs are back out on the pitch. If coronavirus goes on for 100 days, then we will be back 100 seasons to 1919-1920. And no, before any listeners ask, me or Pete were not alive then. This is a remote broadcast adhering to the government advice. Nonetheless, I'm delighted we'll be joined by Ricky Swarbrick, um, who will be on the line from Cardiff at this strange time. Great to see you, Ricky. Um, Peter uh, Peter Wright and Simi's son, Simeon Wright, are also dialed in to chat 2019-20, guys. Hope everything is going well with you guys. Um, but Casper Wallace uh, will not be on the call today because it's Mother's Day and he's got to um, spend time with his mother like, like a good son would do. And also uh, Mr Matthew Bowers, our new regular, uh, he can't make it either as um, he's being super dad. Anyway, before each of my colleagues, colleagues and I give you our thoughts on the season so far, we've got a clip from the YE1 archives to play you. In our second ever podcast recorded last July and entitled The Year Ends in One, Episode 2, we discussed our hopes for future and the coming season. Interestingly, this is what Peter had to say ahead of the 2019-20 campaign. The future is good. As long as we keep, keep Potts, it's just key. Yeah. It's probably our biggest signing ever, it's just a key. Yeah. To have him, because I mean, through him, everything flows from him. Yeah. He'll bring quality, improved yeah. players... So keep Potch and improve the team. And I think yeah. we can look forward to next season. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Peter, that was some uh, real quite broad, oh, incisive comment there. How, how do you sort of feel about that comment now, Peter? Well, kind of stand by what I said, really, because uh, basically we didn't keep Potch. <laughs> and so the future was not bright. The future was uh, very uh, bleak. Uh, the fu- well, who knows what the future holds, but... Uh, I thought it was key to try and um, keep him, and I, I still I stand by those words. Really, uh, I think it's it's kind of unravelled, and I think it's going to take uh, a while before we see where the future's going. I don't know where we're going at the moment. So, yeah, and Ricky, how, how do you feel, Ricky, about you know what Peter said? It's a great comment about you know if we keep Poch, he'll be our biggest signing. Yeah, and I think even I agreed with that at the time, and I I was a bit more disappointed in Poch for some of the words he said and I was a bit more perhaps pessimistic about about the season going forward but but I remember back then thinking it was all about keeping hold of Poch but it wasn't that we didn't keep hold of him it was that we ended up sacking him you know we were worried about losing him we were worried that he was going to leave and go to Man United or go to Real Madrid it never crossed our mind that we might that things might go really badly and we might end up sacking him yeah I mean who thought that back in July yeah yeah I mean, I, I think I think possibly, you know, Pete, you were right at the time. We all agreed with you at the time. 
Yeah, we, we, and possibly, you know, what what do we what, what do we think if we'd have kept him? Where, where do you think we would be now? Well, it just does. It does just go back to the fact that we didn't, and I think the the, the fact that we didn't back him, not even this summer, because I think he was back to a certain degree this summer, and he had a lot of he had a lot of bad luck with the injuries. If you think that the guys we signed over the summer, Lacelso, Cessignon, um, and Dombele's had his injury problems, he didn't actually manage to get them all on the pitch. But I think a lot of us will yeah. agree that much of the problems stemmed from before before this summer, and it was kind of a, a case of it was too late by the time by the time this season came along because the squad was already becoming stale and you saw people you know Toby and Jan have as much as Toby has come back into a bit of form and has kind of recommitted to the side the team has been has been going stale as we've said many times and the Ericsson problems had set in because we hadn't pushed on to that extra level before so I think I think it was too it was too late, although we didn't know it at the time when Peter's yeah. clip went out, it was possibly too late at the time. Yeah, it's quite funny. It's great looking back at these things in hindsight, isn't it? And I think another um we've got another clip to pay from the archives as well. My son Casper Wallace, who can't be here because it's Mother's Day and he's got to um, be by his mother's side apparently. Oh, um you. during that same July yeah. a podcast offered his, his wise wisdom when I asked him how we should act in what was the final weeks of the transfer window, notably before Kieran Trippi was sold and not replaced. So if we play that clip, our superb high-tech IT department, please. What would be the one area you think we need to, uh, we need to buy? What area? Uh, okay. Both sides? Well, if Danny Rose leaves, then yeah. So thanks, guys. So yeah, I mean that that's that was quite insightful of Casper. Yeah, we really did need fullbacks and um, Ricky. I mean, we've said this a lot. What do you, what do you think about what Casper said back then and how it's panned out? Yeah, I agree with him wholeheartedly. Now, um, at the time, I think I still held hopes for Danny Rose that he might come good. I still was hopeful about Aurier. I, I, I thought he at least had pace at the back, and we desperately need pace in the fullback areas. Um, I've completely changed my mind about Aurier now. I think he's a liability. I know he looks good going forward at times, but my problem is Mourinho has to bend his system around Aurier's weaknesses, and we can't accommodate a player like that going forward. I remember in the past, Ian, you've said, imagine if we dropped those two Liverpool fullbacks into this Spurs starting eleven, the difference it would make. And I agree with that. Peter, in your sort of uh, list of seasons, is this going to be in the top, in the bottom ten percent? You think? No, I wouldn't say that. Well, well in the bottom ten percent, I've seen some bleak. Yeah. T- I've seen some bleak times. I think it's probably in the bottom thirty, maybe. <laughs> you know, because it started well. <laughs> it started well, and you know. Don't forget the season hasn't finished yet. <laughs> I don't know when it's going to <laughs> finish. True. It might have finished. It might, be, it might be a while before it does. I don't know when it's going to finish. We've had some terrible luck with injuries. Uh, the, a low point for me, I guess, was the Amex Stadium, I think, and obviously the Bayern Munich game. Yeah. So yeah. I can't use the word fondly. <laughs> I can't look that fondly. No. <laughs> okay. And what, what would you, um, Sim, what would you say has been the best game of the season for us where we thought, oh, crikey, we are starting to click here? Um, well, there was a good game. There was probably one good game on the pots, weren't there? The Palace game where we won 4 0 and Aurea was flying down the flanks. I think mean, Lamella, Lamella got a goal. Um, Lamella Son might have got a goal as well. 
Um, but that was a, that was probably the good performance on the on the porch. Probably one standout game under Mourinho was the Burnley one and the Sonny goal um, where he pretty much ran the pitch, and that will that will stand out as as probably one of the better things that's happened this year. One of the better performances. The VAR at Man City as well was quite funny, uh, considering what had happened the year before. And as yeah. much as as much as it was a bit like you felt a bit dirty celebrating it, that was quite mm. that was quite um, that was quite a nice moment. But you've got to remember, on the flip side, a couple of weeks after that, the season for me, the big, big, big turning point of the season was the VAR at Leicester, and that was where the course of history could have changed because that was that would have put us two 0 up. We would have gone above Leicester. We would have been about third in the league. That wasn't given. The momentum switched to the other side. We lost the game two one, six point swing, and that was really it. Could have been very different for Porch if that hadn't, if that hadn't happened. They're still in the top four as well, yeah. So. Yeah, so that's a great point about the Leicester one because I felt really, really hard done by by that. Um, Ricky, what, what would you say? What kind of atmosphere would you say surrounded the club? Because obviously, there's been sort of two parts to the season, but yeah. overall, what, what what do you sort of think? Well, it's a tricky one. I actually am glad that the season has been put on hold. I mean, I'm not happy about the circumstances, but I'm glad that the season's been put on hold because I was getting so fed up. I've really got to a point where I was bored of hearing all the Mourinho bashing, all the Enoch bashing, all the Pochettino bashing. Every, there were there sort of three avenues of blame for Spurs fans, and every Spurs fan, you know, has a strong opinion about it. Just the, you know, you see it on Twitter, lots of people having a go at Enoch, lots of people having a go at Mourinho, lots of people blaming Pochettino, some people blaming the stadium, and maybe it's, maybe it's a combination of all those things. And I... I, I think the atmosphere has been really bad for the whole season, including it is now and it was when, when, when Pochettino was there. A lot of the media, particularly a lot of the non-Spurs fan media, who are, who have an agenda really to to bash Mourinho because that sells papers. I think a lot of them are yeah. just making a black and white comparison between what it was like under Poch compared to what it's now like under Mourinho and forgetting that, that things went sour under Poch. I totally agree. Yeah. If if you could um, if you could stop, uh, if you could stop the world, it does stop now. Who's who's our player of the year? Who's performed particularly well in this season? Do you think? Oh well, wow. that's a that's a really difficult question. There's been there's been some good stories with the likes of Tanganga. I mean, as much as he's, but then it's hard to say because he's, yeah. you know, he's raw and he's he's made mistakes. Um, so it's. It's hard to it's hard to pick out a really positive performance. I don't think any of our any son of our, maybe any of yeah son some when he's but that's the thing he's missed so many games yeah, and yes. and like whether it was suspension at the start of the season suspension in the middle of the season and now injury it's it's really hard. I think I would if I stuck my neck out I would say Lo Celso has been our shining light. Yeah, it's good call. Yeah, I I I think I. I agree. Peter, what's your thoughts on uh, the player of the season? Are you sort of in agreement with us lot and ourselves, I think I think he's the one that's really uh, lifted us. I think he's kind of like a... I wouldn't say an upgrade on Ericsson. I think he's more of a... a sort of like a, a more controlled lamella, I think, Some I heard somebody say. Um, mm. That's, originally. A, that's a great... I love that. Yeah, well, but, you know, I, you know, you want to see him sort of getting on the score sheet... But I think you know. I would say that he's he, he's the sort of like um, green shoots of recovery. I think, uh, 
Yeah, I I agree. I agree. Um, can I can I just sort of go around uh, go around the table, the virtual table as such, and ask um, which you which has been your best game of the season? Do you think, and for what reason? So, Sim, if we can start with you, what's been the best game, and for what reason? I really enjoyed the Olympiacos home game in the Champions League. Um, I think it was Mourinho's yeah. second game in charge. We'd won, we'd beaten West Ham on the weekend, the weekend before. And, you know, that was there was a bit of, a little bit of, you know, I mean, the fans have never fully got behind him as yet, I wouldn't say. But there was a nice, there was a nice kind of feeling after the West Ham game. And, but then we fell 2-0 down in that game and it was kind of, it was kind of back to the drawing board, like remi- reminding us of all of the other problems that were in the, you know, we're conceding goals from set pieces and not pressing well enough in midfield. But we turned that around, we won that game 4-2 and that was a real... It, it felt like it felt like a good kind of a it was a good bit of character to bounce back in that game and win that second game under him and you know that pretty much qualified us in the Champions League. Yeah. Um. So that would that would be my in a poor season that so far that would be probably my favourite game. Ricky, what's yours? It's hard, isn't it? I think um, at the time I was really happy about the Man City win, even though we played we didn't play well. You know, beaten two 0 I, I just remember thinking at the time, we're going to do this. We're going to keep uh, playing badly and winning, and we're going to under Mourinho, we're going to somehow find our way into the top four. Um, obviously, I'm not so confident about that now. Yeah, I, so, you know what, Ricky, I'm I'm, I'm with that. I'm, I'm totally with you on that one. The Man City, I felt well, okay. This this could be the start of something. Yeah. Bershwin came in and. Yeah, it's a little bit of positivity for the first time in a long while, but and it's just reminded us how much the Kane, uh, not sorry, not the Kane, the Sun injury just burst our bubble because I think after that was was the Villa away game where we got the late winner and we hadn't played well again. But like like Ricky yeah. said, yeah. we we played pretty pretty average against City and on another day could have lost that game. But it was just really just not the stuffing out of us when when Sun went again. Absolutely, and I've said this before, but. We played badly for the three games that Sun was suspended because of the red card against Chelsea, didn't we? I think we lost yeah. those games. And I just think Sun is the most important player to to, put, to uh, Mourinho's system, to his counter-attacking system, because he's a finisher and he's got pace. I agree. Yeah. yeah. No, I agree. I agree. I, I mean, I, I, I'm just, I mean, we, we've said it a lot. And, you know, I'm not, Ricky, as you know, and guys, you know, I'm not his biggest fan, but mm. can't judge him. Cannot judge him in this season. No. no, no manager can be judged on the amount of key injuries to key players. You know, I mean, next season, at, you know, the transfer window, we have all these players back: Sissoko, Son, Kane. You know, it's unbelievable, isn't it? It is. I mean, Ian, you work in finance. Is this, uh, you know, is the coronavirus situation gonna gonna affect football transfer values and stuff like that? I mean, it's oh, probably quite a difficult right. question, isn't it? Is yeah, gonna... I'm, I'm. I don't know. I'm not so sure. Um, yeah. I, I just think. I mean, if I just, just, just as anecdotal, you know, someone like myself, you know, the man in the street has, you know, yesterday cancelled his BT Sports and Sky Sports subscriptions. Yeah. So, we'll. I don't know. You're right. I mean, it's a good question, Ricky. Who, who knows what will happen? Will football ever be the same? I don't know. I, I know it's definitely uh, affecting pretty much every area of the economy. So why yeah. should football be any different? So that that yes, yeah, interesting question. Um, yeah. Just, just, just to wrap up, guys. What's um, what? What do we think? You know, where are we at? We're towards the end of the season. Can we? You know, I, I, I actually feel 
I feel possibly Jose's got something about him, which, you know, well, we've got seven mm. games left. You know, the players come on back when we do actually get playing. Can, can we, we ask this every time, I suppose, quite a lot of times. I'm going to ask on the table, can we finish in the top five? Sim. No. <laughs> no I don't, I, I, I don't think so, because I think it's, it's so hard to know the dynamic that we're going to walk back into yeah. when we do, because, you know, it's, if you're going to judge, even with our players coming back, I think two weeks ago I would have said no, because Sheffield United and Wolves are going to, and Manchester United coming into form as well, are going to be unrelenting machines and just are, however many points, we, we're a couple of points behind now, but however well we play and however many results we've managed to pull together, I would say that those teams are coming into form as well. But we just don't know how 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 everyone is gonna how the break is gonna affect everyone. But if if we're unless we're unbelievable, I I think we're looking at I think we're looking at six, seven, four below, personally. Interesting. Peter, what's your thoughts? I mean I think uh, we could potentially just nudge into that top five, even though our problems before the injuries were not defensive. It's the defence that was letting us down, and that has been letting us down, and it's forward players that we've lost to injuries. However, you know, there's going to be a big reboot and a reset, you know, and a lot of it's going to be almost like a preseason coming back. If Kane can come back firing yeah. like a brand new player, we may just score more goals than we can see. I think there's a yeah. terrible defensive problem. But I think, I think we can yeah. we can just nudge into that top five. Oh, then, oh interesting. Ricky? Yeah. How many games is there left in the season? Eight. Eight. Okay. Eight. So, yeah. it's, it, for, me, it, for me, it depends on... on um, I guess it's eight for some people and then nine for others, maybe, for some teams. Uh, for me, it depends on on the format of, of if if they're asked to play the eight games over a sort of three week period, like a sort of crazy tournament. Um, I think that could we could see teams that were in the top four uh, just have a nightmare. We could see other teams do really well. Form form as it was is, is just completely out the window. Yep. Um, so I think anything yeah, could happen, and I sort, of, I sort of back in that scenario. I sort of back Mourinho. Yeah, because Sheffield and Wolves will have lost momentum. Yeah, I could, I, I could I mean, see. It's so is that is that a yes? Sorry, I'm saying yes. Is that yeah, a yes, Ricky. Do you think? I just yeah, I just got a funny feeling. I got a funny feeling. That I mean, this, I, I, this break came at the right time for us, and I think we'll do. You it. know what? I'm with you. I. I, I I, I, I sort of think we could. I don't think we'll get top four, but we might yeah. scrape top five. But is top five a poison challenge for us with a Europa League place? I don't know. I mean, who, who thinks it's a poison challenge? Well, hang on, what's happening at City? Are they are they gonna? Is, is are they gonna? Probably get reduced to one year. One, it could be a one year ban. Yeah, with a big fat yeah. fine. Yeah. So it's top five Champions League. Jeez, we just don't know, do we? Yeah, well, yeah I can't see UEFA turning that over that Zoom completely. Me. They won't turn over that. Yeah, but apparently, if they if they appeal, then it gets delayed, doesn't it? So, um, but they might choose not to appeal. Particularly now, they might choose not to appeal. I think, yeah, who knows? Who knows? Yeah. Who knows? But I think a great point. Whoever said whoever said about momentum of those people mm. like Sheffield United. Also, I just think the way some teams play with such high pressing and energy, you, yeah. you, know, you sort of need that pre season to get back up for that. And possibly we're not playing that high 
as we used to anymore. So That's a really good point. We may be a bit, a little bit fresh. Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't, don't know. Ian, you just touched on, um, or it might have been Ricky who touched on a possibility that some of our players might be out of contract. I think Vertonghen is is mm-hmm. the is the obvious one there. Could any of you? I'll, I'll ask you, Ian. Actually, could could you see a scenario? building where there could be a real lack of communication between Levy and Batongan because obviously obviously you, to continue playing he would probably have to sign like a, an extra deal till the till the end of the end of the season whenever that could be maybe like a yeah, two month contract I think, uh, do you think the communication could I, get a bit messy I think, there? I, think that's, uh, I don't think so I, I think pretty much it's unprecedented times I just think that the, the contract would be viewed as a season, not like a finite date. I think that's what will happen. Yeah, that makes Maybe, sense. Yeah. I think so. But I mean, interesting point. I mean, there's so much uncertainty, like you know, in, in unprecedented times. You know, it's it's it, it's sort of interesting, wet, worrying. So I don't know for our, for our beloved club, who knows what's going to happen. But I think uh, we've enjoyed the the little short podcast here. Have you enjoyed it, guys? Yep. Yeah. Yeah, it's been great. I think the daily YE one will be will be the prime time will be the prime time rival to the daily Boris. Yeah, <laughs> brilliant. Uh, that, that, yeah. That, that, that's that's what we're hoping for. So tomorrow, guys. So thanks, thanks, guys. Thanks, Ricky. Hope uh, keep the family well and uh, don't go off panic buying now. And Peter, don't no. go off panic buying. <laughs> yeah, I'm just panicking. I might go across the shop and get some more beer. Right, if you can find some. Yeah, um, but, yeah. yeah exactly. You can find some. So. I think so. Tomorrow, guys, we will be looking at the season 2018-19. Um, so hopefully, you go home and do your homework, uh, and uh, we'll reconvene tomorrow night in what's uh, an exciting, a really exciting project for us, guys. So I'm really looking forward to you know getting about 30, 40 years ago where um, Sims going to have to really do his research. Oh, I think I'll be in my element in there. 1889-90 season, perfect. Personally, uh, Ricky, Ricky, what do, you, what do you think is going to be your sort of peak, like your specialist season? Just I'm really week, looking forward think? to the sort of Genola era. That was when I had a season ticket. I had a season ticket for five years in the 90s, and that's the, the time I'm looking okay. forward to. It was a turgid time, but for me, it was it was my favourite time because that was when I had a season ticket. Brilliant, Peter. What was what's what do you think is going to be your your uh, specialised season? Well, no, I, I really enjoyed the season when Redknapp had the you know like we were sort of really on the front foot and really sort of pinning teams up against the wall at the at the lane and particularly I don't know it was 2012 yeah. 2011-12 season yeah and uh, I mean uh, that kind of period and the, yeah. obviously the Champions League when he took us into the Champions League that was a special time I thought because the football we were playing yeah, yeah. Heady day. Yeah. winning winning with style winning with style yeah, yeah. I, I agree, I agree. Right, guys, well, thank, thanks so much. Have a nice evening. Yep, you, you too. too. Thanks, you, you too, guys. See you guys tomorrow. Thank, thanks yeah, for listening, everyone. Stay safe, guys